Okay. Hopefully this is recording right now. <laughs> Welcome to Free the Mind podcast. My name is Quincy. I'm so thankful for you joining me today. We will be talking about mental health and how that relates to identity. So for many of us, we have a way of identifying ourselves. Like you see yourself through many different roles. Like for myself, I have the role of being a father, counselor, social worker, friend, brother, athlete, so on and so forth. There's many different roles that I play on a day-to-day basis. Although my identity is not necessarily found in all of these different roles. I understand these roles to be roles and my identity to be something completely different. Now, the reason why I do that is because of consistency, stability. If I continuously have my identity changing throughout the course of a day or throughout the course of a week or year or whatsoever, then I really lose myself in who I am. I don't know how to necessarily respond, how to act, how to you know listen or speak. I just don't know myself. And something that's really been tough with me in my life is not knowing myself. <laughs> so um, I really took the time to really introspect and take that time to self-reflect and, and be like, who am I? I think that's a big question that all of us need to ask ourselves at some point in our lives. Who are we? Now, this question is so deep because there's so many layers of having to pull back, kind of like there's an onion of, of all of these layers that you kind of have to peel back and get to the root, the core essence of who you truly are. Who I am always remains here. Now, that can't change because if it was changing all the time in who I was, then how am I me all the time? There's always me, no matter what, in every single role that I play. Whether that role changes or not, I am still present. So the I am, who I am, has to be consistent throughout all roles and throughout every single moment in my life. Now, I'm not gonna give you the long story of really how that shaped for me and how I really came to this root understanding and this core belief that I still stand to today. But essentially, I went through all of these layers and once I got down to the close, close core of that layer, I was realizing that, you know, um, I am not really this physical body. Like, I'm in this physical body, but I'm not necessarily this physical body because it changes. Like, I was looking at science and I was like, yo, this is crazy. Our cells change constantly. They're always replicating and dying and renewing. So I think it's someone said, or I wrote, I read somewhere, and I could be wrong, but it was like seven years, after seven years, you literally replenish all of your cells. There's only, there, there, there's no cells that are still there from seven years ago. It's all new cells. So on a physical level, I was realizing like, yo, even physically, <laughs> me being here, this like physical body cannot be me because even that changes. And so what I got to with, with meditation and just taking that time and that space of just 
being and being present, I realize that I'm just the observer. Like the I am is simply just consciousness. Like I'm just aware. And even as I'm speaking to you, I'm listening and I'm aware of my thoughts, number one, my emotions, how I'm feeling right now. And then also like what I'm saying <laughs> and the movements, like my hand gestures and everything else, the camera in front of me, the mic, I'm aware of my surroundings, the things around me, the echo in this room, that the everything that's happening in this present moment, I am aware as I'm speaking. So I'm not also, I'm also not just a voice. I'm not just the listener. I'm not just the one that's looking and, and, and seeing. I'm just awareness. Through all those senses that I was experiencing, I'm the awareness underneath all of these senses. My senses change, whether I'm hearing, you know, speaking, watching, those senses change. But underneath that is my awareness. And that awareness is consistently always the same. And that gives me the foundation, the structure, the anchor to be always in a true identity that remains, that doesn't change. And another thing about awareness being that, that being my identity, the consciousness of that being my identity is that there's peace there. See, you can find other identities that may also be true in every situation. I don't know one. I would love if in the comments, if anyone else has any other identity that's consistently always there in every single situation, every single role, every single identity, please shoot it down into the comments, type it out, send it to me, make a video, whatever it is. I'd love to communicate and talk about what that is. But if that, whatever that identity is, if it actually does exist, because I think in my perspective and what I believe is that only awareness, only consciousness is one that is one identity that always remains through what I've spent time with diving deep and um, trying to come to the root. If there's one even deeper than awesome. But um, what I wanted to say is that awareness, the consciousness, it comes with that peace. Not only does it give you that consistency and that peace and that reassurance of that you always being one identity in every single thing, it's essence is actually peace <laughs> because it's not being or trying to do anything. It's literally just observing. It just here it's, you can't put it into words. I think, um, something that's really helped me a book that's really helped me. I recommend to anyone that's really wanted to go, want to go deeper into what I'm talking about when it comes to identity with awareness. This book is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I highly recommend it to anyone that really is interested in going deeper into what it is to be conscious and in this identity that I'm referring to. When I read this book, it blew my mind because it was really highlighting and demonstrating in such well depth thought of what I was experiencing. So like I experienced this identity of being the awareness and this consciousness, but I couldn't quite put it into words. I couldn't conceptualize it. And Eckhart, he did it phenomenally. So I could talk about, you know, this for the next hour or so. Um, but if you really wanted to go deeper into understanding what this consciousness is, what this 
identity and awareness is, I highly recommend check out this book. It's amazing. It will change your life. It really did for me. Now, why I brought up identity, not only is it so incredibly fascinating, is that I think it does a lot for mental health. Like I said at the beginning of the video, I'm speaking on how identity is related to mental health. Now, when I started identifying as awareness, as consciousness, it started changing my mind in a way of how I handle things. Because when you identify from a place of awareness and consciousness, you no longer take things so personally, you know, and when you don't take things personal, it really helps gauge your anger, your, your, your stress, your, your anxiety, um, basically just how you respond to people. You don't take things personal anymore because you're no longer identifying yourself as this me, this Quincy or whoever you are in this field of awareness. Nobody can really like attack you or, 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 or do anything to harm you because usually it's an ego thing. So the ego being my identity in my, 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 my history, my past self in, in, in my, my story, as that card says is, is, is my story. We all have a story and that story is your ego. You identify by what you've gone through, what you've succeeded in, what you failed in, who your parents are, your past, anything, anything that has to do with you that through experience, that's your ego. Now, when you start identifying as consciousness, you no longer have that attachment to that, that identity. <laughs> and when you don't have that attachment to that ego, that identity within the ego, then a lot of your mental health issues just subside. They literally just disappear. It's a remarkable experience and it's hard to really put into words until you've experienced it for yourself. But yeah, it's, it's, it, it's incredible. So I think a lot of the time why we struggle so much with mental health issues. And of course, I'm not saying for, you know, people that ex like how I see mental health is a spectrum, right? Now, there's people that are on this side of the spectrum, which would be like, you know, I experience like my daily dosage of, you know, depression or anxiety or stress. And, you know, it's, it's very much, I'm very much functional. Now there's the spectrum of, you know, mental health where people literally cannot function. They need to be on PWD, you know, um, on disability because they literally can't function in society because of their mental health is, is so extreme. Now I'm speaking when I, when I speak about identity, I'm speaking to both sides of the spectrum. Although I'm going to put a huge disclaimer is that for someone that is work, living on a functional side where they're not claiming disability for their mental health, then this could happen like literally overnight. This could not overnight. Actually, it's probably going to take you a few weeks or a few months, but it could essentially happen overnight. But somebody that's dealing with like chronic or, 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 or high extreme volumes of, you know, whether it's depression or anxiety or, 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 you know, um, other disorders, right? Mental disorders. This may take years. 
and and you really need to um, put that time. This I think everything is relative, if you know what I'm saying. So, you know, if if I'm someone that's completely on this, let me use an analogy. If if we if we connect mental health like that spectrum to me running in 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 a hundred meters, so like if I'm in the ninety meter mark. And I only have 10 meters left to run in my 100 meter race. It's going to take a lot shorter of a time for me to get there. That would be the person that deals with, you know, their daily levels of mental health issues. Now, for somebody that deals with chronic levels, that they're literally not functional. That's like them starting at like the one meter line where they have 99 meters to go. So, yeah the truth of it or the essence of it like where identity is the answer i believe i think identity is the answer when it comes to mental health that truth of it being the answer may be true for both parties but one has to do a lot more work and a lot more effort to get there than the one that is just a few meters away so like for me for an example i've dealt with my own fair share of mental health and trauma and, and issues of my past. And I still need to continuously work on that to this day, but it brought me to a level or, or, or a place where I'm able to be functional on a daily basis, being optimistic, positive, having more so a love in nature in a sense of peace that really sustains me on majority of the day basis i've gone to this kind of place like i'm not at the 100 meter mark line but the identity that i've chose in the sense of how i see myself how i view myself who i am that identity of consciousness and awareness in that field and that presence has brought me to this state in my life where i am very much well off when it comes to mental health and i'm grateful for that and that's why i'm sharing what i've experienced now for someone that is coming from maybe further down the track i like the 10 meter line be easy on yourself you can adapt this identity you can adapt this understanding right but it doesn't mean that just in the few months or a few years that you're going to be at the 100 meter mark. Even myself, I don't come from like, I witness stories and I talk to people and I'd love, eventually it's not going to just be me talking in front of the camera. It's going to be me having conversations with other people from their own personal experiences. They're sharing their own, you know, mental health. They're sharing their own identity. And with that being said is... I understand they could be coming from a different place. Like I wasn't at the 10 meter line. Thankfully, I was not at the 10 meter line. I was a little bit further up on that spectrum in the sense of I was not dysfunctional, right? But by adapting it in just a few years, I've been getting closer and closer to that 100 meter line. And that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, and so if, if this worked for me for a few years, then I couldn't imagine what it could do for someone that's at the 10 meter line for a few years where it could get them to a, a state of being functional without having to rely on medication, 
without having to rely on doctors, without having to rely on a therapist or a psychiatrist. Like a huge thing for me with counseling, if anyone of you know that I'm actually a counselor now, is that I'm not looking to be a counselor so people can rely and depend on me for the next years to come. I really, when I meet with you, if you are willing to come meet with me, is that it's going to be the most minimal amount of sessions possible. That's obviously going to be agreed upon both myself and you, but I'm not here to wean you out or, 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 or take, take, you, take you down like this whole, this whole path of us spending years together. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's different. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a blank statement. I'm just saying the goal is to get you to be independent. The goal is to get you to be your own personal counselor, your own personal guru, the one that you go to when you're going through problems. So you don't need to go through any to anyone else. You can counsel your own consciousness, your own awareness, your own, your own being within yourself. Everyone has their own guide within. I believe, and this guide is founded in this field of consciousness. All answers and all problems can be solved within this field. We just need to be able to humble ourselves, come out of the ego, come out of the victimhood and be able to view it for exactly what it is. And that's another benefit of being conscious, not only not being conscious, that sounds all cliche. I mean, the benefit of identifying with awareness, with consciousness, is that it allows you to be able to disconnect from the ego and to really connect with this field of absolute pure awareness of seeing things for what they actually are versus seeing them how you want to see them or seeing them by how your feelings are telling you because your feelings your feelings lie to you on a daily basis and i'm not saying you i'm saying to us like me too like my feelings on a constant basis will tell me that my life sucks and that this situation is the worst situation or this person did this because they don't want me to do this and I make up all these stories all these narratives because my feelings are speaking so this has a lot to do with actually mental health so I'm gonna talking I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna you know talk a little bit about this for a while is that Emotions is something that we identify time and time again. We really believe our emotions. When our emotions arise, they tell us some of the most wicked stories, the most sad stories, and we fully believe them. We go, wow, that's true. That person really doesn't like me. Or, yeah, that person really wanted to hurt me. Or, whatever it is, there's so many stories. Or, that guy cut me off in traffic. I know he just thinks he's better than everyone. And like, that's all feelings, right? These, the anger, the stress, the, 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 the sadness, the, there's so many feelings, right? And, um, they, they speak in so many different ways. So I'm not going to obviously be able to convey to you how all of them speak, but they all come from the same place. They come from a place of convincing us that we are them. So when I'm sad, right there, I go, I am sad. I'm identifying with sadness. So what is sadness telling me? Sadness is telling me that my life is not worth it, that I can't do anything right, that I'm not good for no one. 
That's what sadness is telling me, right? I'm not saying that's what sadness is actually telling me right now, but I'm using an example, right? So sadness is speaking like this. So I identify by sadness. So when sadness is speaking, I go, oh yeah, this is true. Wow, nobody does like me. I am not, I'm not good enough. I have no value. I believe all these things, right? But if your identity is not set in emotions, right? Because all emotions operate like this. All, anger, all, all of emotions operate like this, right? And you'll see it. If you look back in your life, don't take my word for it. Examine yourself. This is another thing that I would really like to encourage people. Don't take my word for it. Take what I'm saying and examine and test it and study it within your own self and be like, yo, is this true? Is this what this guy's saying? Is this actually true? Does this actually make sense? And put it against the, you know, the wall or put it against whatever the the fire and, and whatever analogy you want to use and just view it and be like, does this make sense? And if it does, cool. Take that and use it for good. If it doesn't, then peace. Like why, like don't hold on to it, let it go. But like what I'm saying is that all, all emotions operate just like the example I'm saying with the sadness, right? So you're convinced that this is true. You're convinced that you are it. You're convinced that you are the sadness. Now, how do you not get into that place? Simple, but not easy because so many years you have been identifying as this emotion. So if you're identifying as an emotion for like 10, 20 years, it's not going to take you 10, 20 years to not identify by it, but just understand that it's not going to happen. Boom. It's going to click and everything's going to go off. Although I still believe that could happen. It's just not the most likely to happen, right? So if you're identifying by this, the simple thing is to stop identifying it. Stop identifying by it. Start identifying by an identity that is not negative to your life, that's not hindering your life, but is actually benefiting your life and bringing you peace, bringing you happiness, bringing you joy, bringing you all that good stuff. Identify by the things that are giving you good things. Like I've already suggested many times in this video, consciousness, awareness. What has helped me so much is identifying by the consciousness. So to play that out, is that when my sadness comes and it starts telling me this, and it's like, oh, you know, you, you suck, you're worthless. I go, wait, I am here. I am awareness. I am none of those things because if, if I wasn't, I wouldn't be who I am. How can I be sad if, if I'm just aware? If I'm just consciousness, if I'm just a witness, if I'm just observing it, if I'm just observing the sadness, then how can I be the sadness at the same time? How can I be in two places at once? This is something that I've, I, this is something that's helped me, is that with identity, how can I be two places at once? How can I be two things at once? I can only be one thing. How is because I am here, aware, consistently the same. If I'm always different, then I would be like, this is a trip. Like it's hard to even conceptualize, but like, how can I, if I was different, then I would be you or I'd be this other person down the road. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I really hope you know what I'm saying. But like, I'm always me. I'm always, I always wake up in this body. I'm always going to sleep in this body. I always am always in this being, this presence. I'm always here. So that is an absolute truth that I'm always here. If anything says I am separate, like I'm two things, then that doesn't compute in my brain because I am always looking at things and viewing things through my own eyes, through my own awareness, through my own consciousness. So that's always consistently the same. So if I'm two different things, doesn't make sense. Now, I can, it's really hard for me to really put it into words. So please bear with me or you know what, if you have a better way of explaining it, or if you have questions or whatever it is, then that would help so much. And this is another blessing of being able to communicate with one another is that when we ask each other questions where, you know, oh, I don't really quite get this or what about this or have you considered this, then it could evolve the conversation. It's really hard speaking about something so deep, just me, but I'm trying to do my best to just give you insight in what I've come to understand. Now, what I've come to understand is that you can only be one. You can't be multiples. My identity, although, can change into multiple different things. As I was speaking at earlier in the video, the beginning of this video, is that it, your role changes and your identity, then your identity changes consistently. But what you want to do is have consistency because there's always you there in the background and that is what I am pointing to is that you in the background behind everything there's you behind the veil of everything and so that you that's behind everything is the one that I'm speaking of now when you come across these emotions you then can just connect to that one that's behind the veil that's just aware and be like none of this is true none of these things can be me None of these things are me because I am greater or separate from those emotions. I'm not connected to those emotions. I'm not connected to those identities. I'm connected to the identity that I believe to be on a constant basis, which is the you in the background, the passive you, the passive you always there. As I was elaborating at the beginning of the video. When you're able to connect to that, when those emotions come, you watch them come. You watch the sadness arise. You're like, oh, sadness. It's not like you don't experience these emotions. You still experience them. But that's the key word is that you experience them. You no longer identify by them. Woo! <laughs> you experience emotions. You no longer identify by them. That is so powerful because the identity is what keeps you in it. And the experience is what keeps you passing through it. Now, when you identify by something, you're creating a bond. It's kind of like if you were to use an if I was to use an analogy, it would be like me grabbing, using my hand and grabbing something. What's next to me? My, my headphones. It's like me grabbing my headphones. I'm holding it, I'm holding it tight. That's like identity, identity is like I'm holding on to it. It's right here. Now, when it comes to experiencing something, it's basically pass through your hand, boom, boom, and it's like go. And you never grab onto it. It just you you pass it back and forth, boom, gone. 
That's how it leaves because you're not holding. So when we're experiencing emotions, what happens is that we identify, which we clasp onto it. We go, oh, this is me. This is true. This is what's happening. This, th yeah, this is what's happening. So this must be me. And, and, and yeah, I'm so sad. And you know, this sucks. And you stay there. But when you don't identify by those, that, those emotions and you allow yourself to experience it, it comes through and passed away. Boom. You stay in that passive self. You stay in that awareness, that field of awareness where you're like, hey, I see this emotion arising. Okay, it's there. Yeah, I'm experiencing it. I'm not going to be ignorant to it. I'm not going to be like, oh, this isn't happening to me. Like, I think a lot of people, they have that, um, they get that kind of interpretation where they think, you know, being optimistic or positive or, or being conscious is, you know, ignoring the problems. It's ignoring the things that are going on. It's not. It's not ignoring them. It's just allowing them to pass. So the emotions come, the situations come, anxiety comes, whatever it is, they come, but they don't stay. And the reason why they don't stay is because you no longer are holding on to it, which is you're no longer identifying by it. You're witnessing it, you see it, you validate it. Hey, I understand, you know, this situation happened and that is really sad. And, and you let those emotions come. You cry it out, you pour it out. Just because you're conscious doesn't mean you don't experience emotions. It's just that you experience them through a healthy way where it doesn't stick with you. Now, somebody has gone through trauma, someone out there, because I know I have, and they're still experiencing the same trauma that they experienced 10 years ago today. Now, the reason why is because it's identity. You are identifying by that victim, that, that person that experienced what you experienced. And it doesn't mean you don't go through the emotions. It actually means the opposite. You face them and you go through the emotions. Why they're holding on, to, why they're keeping you where you are is because you're afraid to confront what has happened. You're afraid to really embrace and take it all and let it pass through. And so it stays there. When you're able to be conscious and you're not only being able to be conscious, when you identify yourself as consciousness, you're no longer afraid of those experiences because you understand that you are separate from those experiences. So you understand you can overcome any experience that you pass through. This is so powerful. I really hope anyone who's watching this is getting this is that this is so powerful because when you experience things, they no longer have this authority over you. They no longer have this power over you where it's kind of like you can't face it because if you face it, then it would ruin you. It would just destroy you because now when you have an identity and consciousness, you see things in a way of, hey, I'm actually not those experiences i'm not that story i'm just the witness i'm just the awareness and now knowing that i'm just the awareness and the consciousness i can view it and observe it and experience and feel those things and let them pass by so powerful <laughs> when you can do that then no longer that experience that you've gone through is a mental health disorder or a mental health issue or an emotion or whatever it is 
it's no longer having an influence on your life to this day. No longer you walk in a room and that is with you. No longer you speak to someone and the words that you speak, there's hints of that experience because you let it all out. You let it pass. You faced it. You overcome it. The only way you can overcome any of those things is by facing them head on. And when you face them head on, you experience it. You get all the cries. You get angry. You get upset. You let it all. You leave it all out on the floor. And then you just get back up and you keep walking. Like, I swear, I had a roommate last year, Ephraim. Shout out to you. <laughs> I hope maybe you're watching. Maybe you're one of the viewers. If you're not, I still love you, brother. But Ephraim, he was my roommate last. No, no. This was three years ago. And um, I remember one time, one time I was like crying on the floor. He was in the other room. We had thin walls. I was crying on the floor. I was just like breaking down. I was like, I don't know. I don't was screaming or anything. But I was like, I was crying, like crying, like tears. And I get up and I felt so good. I just faced it. And I was just over like, and, and, and when I faced it and I really felt everything, I came outside on the other end of it. And I felt so good and so happy. I step out the room. Ephraim looks at me. He's like, yo, are you okay, Quincy? And I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm better than ever. He's just like, okay then. And I'm like, yeah, bro, like, have a good night. And uh, I know, like, I've, I've spoken about this with him recently, I think maybe in the last year, but, um, and we laugh about it now, but that's exactly what I'm talking about, where you face it, you experience those emotions, but they don't, destroy you and they don't stay with you they pass through and you're on the other end of it if you're identifying by your emotions if you're identifying by your trauma if you're identifying by your past experiences then they're going to continue being prevalent in your life they're going to experience you're going to continue experiencing them and they're going to continue coming up you can bottle it down all you can it will not go away you need to get to a place of identity, understand who you truly are, so then you can face that trauma. I'm not suggesting to face the trauma before you truly know and you're founded in that identity, that identity that is is positive, that identity that is separate and disconnected from those emotions and that pain and that trauma. You need to find an identity that's separate from it. I'm not saying, hey, choose the identity that I've chosen. I'm suggesting it because I know how it's benefited me so much and millions of others. Like again, the book is Eckhart Tolle. The author, sorry, is Eckhart Tolle. The book is The Power of Now. He sold millions worldwide. It's talking exactly on this identity within the present moment. This identity within the field of awareness. It's helped so many people. It's helped myself. I highly recommend but again, if you have an identity that is positive, let's say someone says, I identify by love. I identify by light. I identify by truth or, or whatever it is. Now, why that is so awesome is that it's separate from those emotions and that pain and that trauma. And then when you're not, when you're not associated to it, you're able to deal with it. You're able to experience them fully, full heartedly. Like, it's the opposite of ignoring it. What happens is that we ignore those issues. We ignore what we've gone through. And that's where the mental health issues arise. That's where the, the disorders arise. You know, 
another thing that I believe, and we can have conversations on the podcast about this because I would love for someone to really challenge me on this. Um, but it's something I've witnessed in, 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 our, in, our, in our society is that, and in my own self and other people around me, right? Society. Is that I think that disorders really are an accumulation, in a sense, of trauma, of pain of experiences that we're not able to handle. So if it's dissociation, someone really affected the identity that you closely, you know, you closely hold to heart. So, you know, you you disassociate whenever something comes up that reminds you of that. Or if it's depression, you know, something that happened that you continuously are experiencing on a day to day, it's an amalgamation of those experiences and it, 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 it haunts you and now you're living in that depression and like even like chronic depression you know it's 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 an amalgamation it's a it's a combination of those things and so what i'm really saying is that again that spectrum is through more experiences of holding on to that identity and that identity being affected it it ends up becoming extreme it ends up becoming uh something that prevents you from being functional in society. You're not able to, you know, do your, your, your every day. The blessing is that in the blessing in that is that you get to see that how you're coping and how you're dealing, how you're identifying is not the right way. Now there's people that are on the other side of the spectrum that, you know, they still are functional. They don't know a lot of, a lot of people are, most people are blind to, you know, how they're suffering because it's not that extreme. But the people in the extreme cases, they know. They're like, yo, I need help. I need to get medication. I need to call someone. Yo, I need help. Whatever it needs. So, yeah, you have a longer... You have more things to unpack, more things to overcome, more things to face when you're in that extremes end. But at least you know. While the people that don't know and they're kind of just coasting and they're still able to operate from that level of identity, they don't know, but you know they're not suffering it so greatly. They're just continuously, day in and day out, having little jabs of like oh that hurt oh that didn't feel so good and um yeah so if you adapt this kind of understand what i'm saying is with identity and mental health in a sense of identify by something else please just identify by something else that's what i'm pleading to you in this video is that the power of identity has so much to do with mental health and if you're willing to change the way you view yourself how you identify yourself then that could give you so much benefit in your mental health and how you operate on a day-to-day basis. So that's how I'm going to end today's video. I really hope you consider what I'm telling you today. If you have any questions or if you have any comments, please send them to me or personally message me. My email is going to be in the description. All of my social media is in the description. You can DM me on any one of them. I'm available. I love these conversations. And also, if you're willing to be on the podcast, I would love to have conversations with any of you, anyone. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk. If you want to come and just like completely just like destroy me in the way of like, yo, you're sounding like a loony or I don't know what you're saying. This doesn't make any sense. Challenging me. Beautiful. I like I welcome anyone that wants to challenge me. Please come because when with coming with with challenges, with testing each other, that's where, you know, 
a, a flower or the light shines brightest. What is it like? The light shines brightest in the darkness. Maybe that cliche quote or iron sharpens iron. Um, or like basically just, you know, when we come together and we challenge one another, there's revelation, there's, there's truth, there's, there's understanding that comes from that. And so I'm not shy from that. That can actually send me even deeper into understanding. It can send so many of you that are, may have the same questions. There's many of you that may have the same questions. So having someone like that on the podcast is so valuable. So please don't be shy. Don't be afraid. Any, any one of you, please come email me, whatever it takes. I'd love to have you on. Thank you so much for joining me. I love you all. And like, you know, at the beginning of the video, we're here to free the mind. This is what it's all about. Free the mind podcast and coming together and connecting. And yeah, just love. I hope you guys all have a great day. Take care. Peace.